0: Episode 11 of The Research Field, the podcast from Chagos for everyone interested in agriculture, crops, the environment, food, horticulture, forestry and rural development research in Ireland. Presented by me, science journalist Sean Duke, and produced with Katrina Boyle, Science Communication and Outreach Officer at Chagosk. Now in Ireland we have many magnificent broadleaf trees such as oak, ash and elm which beautify our landscape and enrich our sporting and cultural lives. Broadleaf trees also promote biodiversity and help combat climate change so it's not surprising that most of us would like to see more broadleaf woodlands across Ireland. Ian Short, Forestry Research Officer at Ashtown is part of plans to increase woodland cover so that the landscape resembles that of 200 years ago. This work has begun, but there are many hurdles to overcome before Ireland can return to having a landscape that is more substantially tree-covered. I began by asking Ian why some of our existing woodlands are not doing so well, and what he and other forestry researchers can do about that.
1: Um, Well, some of them would be performing poorly because it could be the wrong species planted on the wrong site. Uh, There could have been um, either the wrong or lack of management in the past, uh, which could be just due to lack of knowledge. Um, But there's also things that um, that we kind of had no control on or very little control over. Things like disease and frost can also have an impact. On the, on the quality of, of trees coming out of a, of a broadleaf stand. Um, and then in conjunction with that, there's also pests as well. So things like the grey squirrel has been a, a big problem over the last couple of decades. And deer is a problem and is becoming increasingly a problem um, for, for broadleaf and conifers. in fact. Um, so looking at ways that uh, we can bring some of these affected woodlands into some form of production. Um, can be important. And one of the sites I have is at Chagask Oak Park in County Carlo, where there's a stand of oak that was planted in the early 80s, by 1982, 83, and was heavily affected by grey squirrel about a decade or so ago. And um, there's very few oak trees there that were unaffected um, and that you could produce good quality timber from. So uh, last year I've put in a, a trial there where I've converted that stand. I selected any of the good quality ones and I converted it to a coppice with standards type stand at the moment. So the, the trees that were poor quality were felled and those stumps then produce all these shoots of, of new growth. And those new shoots will then hopefully become over the next decade or two um, good quality trees. And there's also been a lot of natural regeneration coming to that stand as well. So I've also got ash and birch, um, some sycamore coming and some oak, natural regeneration seeds of oak as well. And it's this kind of um, novel management uh, in an Irish context that, um, that I'm looking at to bring these kind of stands into some form of production that, again, is looking into the long term. Because if we left that stand in Oak Park as it was, it would pretty much just be firewood that would ever come out of that stand. Uh, now in 50 years' time, we'll get some good quality thinnings come out of this oak stand. And that's that's something to to aspire to, I think. Um, but it's always taking into account owner objectives as well. And timber is not always the objective of, of owners. And that is completely their right and, and uh, uh, it's not for, for me to say you should just be producing timber, certainly not.
0: And what would you say to, to farmers or owners at the moment that might be thinking of planting broadleaves? Uh, what benefits could it bring for them just at the moment?
1: Well, I mean, the, other than and the, the grant rates, I mean, the, the grant rates for planting broadleaves um, is higher than, than you would get for planting conifers. But that is, as far as I'm concerned, not a reason to be planting broadleaves. It's certainly something to consider, but that should not be the reason for planting broadleaves. Um, first of all, the site has to be considered. And if a site isn't suitable for planting broadleaves, then broadleaves should not be planted. Um, If a site is suitable for planting broadleaves or any trees, there there, there's numerous benefits that um, an agricultural holding could get from planting trees. Um, So you can get shelter um, provided to um, existing pastures or crops. Um, Animal welfare can be increased or improved um, because animals can use the trees to shade or to hide behind in in, um, inclement weather. Um, There's um, soil infiltration or water infiltration into soil um, tends to be improved. Um, There's uh, carbon sequestration, biodiversity impacts, um, benefits. Um, There's a whole gamut of of various um, um, benefits that, that can be accrued to agricultural enterprises in addition to providing fuel wood or timber either for use on the farm or for sale and in addition to any incomes coming from thinnings or from grants. Uh, but again, it's, it's very much up to what an owner's objectives are, whether trees should be planted. Um, and looking at the, the potential benefits that those trees could provide to an agricultural holding, I think, is most important and should be considered by owners and the industry in general.
0: The increased planting of broadleaves around Ireland, I mean, how's it going to change the look of the Irish landscape in coming years?
1: Um, Well, I think uh, it's probably not a a change that that we will kind of recognise um, is happening very much, because I think it's a change that will happen slowly. Uh, we, we as a species we don't really seem to recognise slow changes only things that happen very quick and are very impactful but I do think that uh, if, if current policies and objectives um, go through and last for the next number of decades we could possibly be looking at a landscape in 100 years time that was very much like the landscape that our grandparents were looking at that have a lot more trees in the landscape that are more intimate in the landscape and more intimate on agricultural holdings and that hopefully there would be more of a, a woodland and forest cultural knowledge as well that that it's more um more appreciated by people that um the the benefits that trees provide not just to aesthetics but the biodiversity and and everything else that goes with it. Uh, I do think um, I have a a young son and and it's sad when I go to ash plantations and I see the impact that ash dieback is having and I think to myself you know is my son going to a member seeing a stand of ash trees when he's older and he's only five years old at the moment and I do think it's, it's similar to myself. I can't ever remember seeing a stand of elm trees, but I know that my, my dad would tell me he, he can remember seeing lots of elm trees in the landscape. Uh, but I don't remember seeing any elm trees in the landscape apart from the odd one here and there, and I think that's how ash will be. And hopefully if we continue planting broadleaves and planting them on agricultural holdings and in the suitable places uh, with suitable objectives... That um that they will become an increasing important part of the landscape and much appreciated as broadleaf trees do tend to be anyway.
0: And in general, as you mentioned before, we're kind of going back to our roots and to maybe a woodland situation that we had a hundred plus years ago.
1: Yeah, I I would hope so. I mean it's um it's certainly something that Um, the the, the public were always looking for more broadleaf trees to be planted to the majority of public too and it's something that we would have had uh, more commonly uh, a lot more broadleaf trees in the landscape um, going back 150 years, say 200 years ago Um, if you go back to the the beginning of the 1900s we had about 1% land cover was in trees that's conifers and broadleafs Um, but we're now up at uh, about uh, 12 percent forest cover with the objective getting up to 17-18 percent with 30 percent of that being board leaves having 30 percent of the trees in Ireland being board leaves will be quite an impact I think and something to aspire to.
0: That's all for this episode as ever we'd be delighted to get your feedback suggestions or comments If you'd like to get in touch, please email me, Sean Duke, presenter of the research field at seancduke at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the show, then please rate and review it on the iTunes podcast platform. And the podcast is also available on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google, Overcast, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. I'd like to wish you all good health until we meet again next week. Until then, goodbye from all of us here at The Research Field.